Mama. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome ladies. to Rock Me Mama. I'm, I'm Amy. And I'm Macy. And we're here, episode three. We're talking birth stories today. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait. I'm excited. This is what actually the original idea of this podcast was to share birth stories. Yeah. Right? Well, and eventually our plan is still to interview our friends and and some of you about your birth stories. Mm-hmm. Because I think once you're a mom, there's nothing more interesting than hearing someone's gory birth story because they're all gory. They're all I mean, different. Too. Yeah. And they're Nobody's all beautiful the and gory at the same time. Yeah. The good, the bad, the gory. The gory. I guess the good, the bad, the ugly does apply here as well. Yeah, but it does. Yeah. Um, and we both had totally different birth stories, like in, in every single way. Mm-hmm. Like most things in our life. Very mm-hmm. different, yet similar. Yeah. Um, I think you should go first because like let's like let's let them down slowly. Let's bring them up only to let them down. Oh my god, your story is still great. Every birth is story is every birth story is great. It ended up with a beautiful, perfect, amazing little nugget baby, but I would say my birth story was horrifying. You go, you go, you go. You think? Yeah. Okay, so I... Because I... Maybe we leave them on a high note. Yeah, sure. We start them. Yeah. Okay, so my birth story. So let me start... Spotlight. (laughs) You just go... Well, it all happened one night. (laughs) Um, No, let us... Let me start by just saying, like, I... My problem, my biggest mistake about my birth story is that I thought that I would have a good birth story. And my brothers actually reminded me of this later. They were like, they, they were like, aim, everything in your life goes like, things just go, if it's going to go crazy and if it's going to go not the way you anticipate, that's how my life has gone. And not in a <laughs> woe is me way, like not in a, oh, I feel so bad for myself. But in a way where it's just like nothing ever goes how I plan ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever in my life. Well, and you're and it, a planner. And I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. So my first my first mistake was thinking that I would have some like beautiful, natural birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mother, I had my mother, my Jewish mother in my ear saying, I could have had you all in a field. She literally was saying that over and over. She's like, I could have had you in a field. It was so natural. It was so just my body just did it. And I'm like listening to this like over and over. And I'm like, okay, so I'm built for this. Right. Like this is going to be how this it is, is for me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Because my mom and I are so similar. But my mom was 26 and I'm, I was 38 and a half when yeah. I had Farah. So it's a different ball game. Um, also, your body is different. And your body is different. And I'm part my dad. Exactly. <laughs> you know, maybe my dad would have had a bad birth story. <laughs> um, but, so I kept having this mantra and my mom also had us all a couple weeks early. So huh. I, yeah, LOL. Um, so I was so pregnant uh, for what felt like so long because it was COVID and mm-hmm. I was alone. And we talked about this already, mm-hmm. but like every day was like a year and I was fucking humongous and we were having just sex and eating hot sauce and doing all the things to try to induce labor. I I lost my mucus plug, I think, three or four weeks before. Oh, wow. Yeah, before I ended up getting induced. So my whole entire pregnancy in my head, I, I was saying to myself, 
anything is better than being induced and having a C-section. And I know that that's what pretty much most women think, right? You think? I think I think pretty much most women, women that voluntarily get, have a C-section get C-sections. Yes, not me. I was not one of those yeah. women. I thought to myself, if I can have a vaginal birth, whether it takes whatever it takes, I think that, that that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew women that had had C-sections, and I knew women that had been induced. And I knew how traumatic it had been for them. I mean, two of my sister-in-laws both had, both were induced and both had emergency C-sections. Oh, wow. Or no, no, no. Both were induced. One of them had an emergency C-section. One of them almost did. And then at the last minute had a vaginal birth, but it was very traumatic and she tore and the whole thing. Yeah. So um, I just heard those stories and I was like, this is the opposite of what I want for myself. Like, I really want to just have this baby. Like, in the movies, I wanted, like, the head to come mm-hmm. out. And I was, my biggest fear was, like, I was going to poop, you know? Like, I didn't think, did you, oh, yeah, you, poop, you pooped. <laughs> um, and I remember, like, when you f- you fill out these, like, questionnaire things at the doctors of, mm-hmm. you know, they give you the, the, after you have the baby, they give you the postpartum stuff to check if you're okay. But before, they also give you, like, what's your biggest fear and all this stuff. And I remember thinking, like, my biggest fear is pooping. <laughs> and pooping would have been a dream compared to yeah. how it went for me. So I had gone to the doctor a few times at about 39 and a half weeks, 40 weeks. And they were giving me the ultrasounds that they give you when you're already like kind of past yeah. due. And um, in the ultrasound, the last one that they gave me a picture of, her face is like totally smushed against what I think is my pelvis. Yeah. And I have obviously didn't have the forethought to like be, know what that meant. Yeah. But now I'm thinking she was stuck behind my pelvis. Yeah. Um, but my doctor really wasn't very attentive. She wasn't very caring. Um, every time I would express kind of feelings of, hey, like I'm older and I feel like induction and C-section is kind of how it goes with people mm-hmm. my age if they induce. I really feel like she brushed me off and um and I was I felt very much like I didn't have that support. Yeah. I didn't have a doula or a, a midwife. A midwife yeah. or any of that because it's just not in my personality to do like that any of that like hippie shit. Mm-hmm. I respect it, <laughs> but I just didn't I was like, ah, whatever, I'll take the drugs, I'll have the baby. Um and it just didn't I remember I thought my water so I thought my water broke two different times, but I was just peeing myself, but I had no control. So I would just like shoot pee, like literally. Yeah. I would be standing there and it would be like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like my water breaking, Mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. So we went to the hospital twice. Because you peed. Because, and and so they have to test you. They have to test the fluid. Yeah, they have to test the fluid because if it's ambiotic fluid, then you need to stay and they need to induce labor because then the germs stuff can get in and, and infect the baby. So twice we went to the hospital for false alarms and I sat there and they were, and Morg, like we talked about this because they were telling, they were saying to me, are you feeling those contractions? Are you feeling those contractions? And I was like, no. And they were like, like, I'm so strong. And I was like, I am going to have this baby. This baby's going to fly out of my pussy. I could have this baby in a field. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to have this baby in a field. So I'm like, I'm not even feeling these contractions. I am so tough. 
Um, That's what I would have thought. Right. So then they're like, oh, psych, we're going to send you home because you're definitely you, not having you this baby. a little. Yeah, they're like, you peed. <laughs> so both times, $1,000 a time. Uh-huh. We got the checks later or we got the... the um, the bills later yeah. for it. And we were like, oh, great. That's the time you peed. Um, <laughs> so anyway, finally, the doctor was like, okay, you're coming up on 41 weeks. We're going to have to induce. And I was like, God damn it. Like, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to have a C-section, but I'm going to try so hard not to. I'm going to really try to like, I, there's really nothing you can, you can't really control it, I guess. But I, I was hell bent on not having a C-section. So I go in and we're, I made a playlist of like Wilco and some of my favorite artists and we were like lighting candles and like putting music on. And they gave me, at first they gave me the pill that goes in your vagina. Did you get that? My mic keeps falling. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Just hold it, honey. There, I just don't want it to make noise. Uh, yes, it is. It's like um, they put one in you. Yeah. It's the, um, and it loosens up your cervix cervix. ripening pill is what I was just, that's how it was described to me. Okay. So I ripens your cervix. I had that. Yeah. And that didn't do much. Um, and we were there for hours and hours and then they did. It's like, it's almost like I'm, I'm trying to like relive this. Like, so they put that in. It didn't do much. Then they did Pitocin. Mm-hmm. And that's when shit fucking went down. Mm-hmm. They did Pitocin. And I went from, I mean, no, not a lot of centimeters to like six. Yeah. Which is and like my, in how much time? Quickly. And okay. my contractions were gnarly. Like it felt like my, I was being burnt like my pitocin did you do oh you didn't do any drugs you hippie bitch (laughs) um i felt like um i I can't even explain the pain it was agonizing pain so i asked for the epidural they gave me an epidural it was like oh my god thank god it was so how immediate was that so you lean you like have to be very still during the contractions because Ugh. the epidural, they need to be very precise as to where they put it or they can hurt you. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, up your, it's in your spine. And right? it's a big ass needle. I wouldn't even look. I was like, I don't no. even want to fucking see that shit, but you're in so much pain that you don't care. You're like, just do it. Put it in, put the, put the fucking needle in and they do it. And then you lose feeling like you can't feel your legs or anything from your waist down. Like it's just, so then I'm like this humongous cow and I can't feel my lower extremity. So I'm like, I'm probably peeing and pooping. Like, I literally don't know. <laughs> how, how, like from where did you lose feeling? Like from where they put it. So like your butt down. Okay. I mean, I, this is, yeah. It's you lose feeling from like you're here, like down and you really can't feel anything. And so after they gave me the Pitocin, the uh, the doctor came in and this is like 12 hours later. Like I've been there for so long and the doctor came in and she's like, I'm going to break your water. And my husband says that she took a chopstick and broke my water. <laughs> That's my favorite. I've heard him say that so many times. And I, he I'm, said she literally took a chopstick and she was like, Deep. and I, I don't remember that. I remember her breaking it, but after wait, no. Yeah. She broke it during like a, pretty much the same time as the Pitocin broke my water contractions, crazy epidural. 
the water is everywhere and then everything gets really real. Yeah. Then. Because you, how far, you labored until I labored until I was nine centimeters. Yeah. <clears throat> so during that time, the epidural or the Pitocin gave me a reaction where my entire body shook, vibrated like, like this. Mm-hmm. For literally like 10 hours Mm -hmm. to where Nick was like very scared and I was scared and like I couldn't stop shaking profusely and um and then they told me I was at nine centimeters but we kept losing her heartbeat and they kept flipping me over Mm -hmm. so they kept taking my body and flipping me over but I had no feeling in my body so it's so like um it was so vulnerable to be like naked from the waist down being flipped over yeah. over and over like in front of anyone. Well, and just not feeling that. Well, you're not feeling it and you're also so scared yeah. because they can't find your baby's heart. Right. So that happened. It it happened, I think, three times. And they said, and I was yelling. I was like, I want a C-section. If she's oh, going really? to die, yeah. I want. A f- I don't want to fucking wait it out. Yeah, because they kept being like, "Oh, we got it back. We got it back," and I was like, "I don't want to do this again. Yeah. I don't want to do this again." And they were like, "You're so close. You're nine centimeters. It's so close." Blah blah blah. And then the doctor came in and she said, "She's not. She's stuck behind the pelvis. We're doing a C-section right now." And then everybody fucking. It's like some someone says the word, and then everybody gets really. Uh, it's you got to do it right then, you know, because yeah. the baby is like in distress. Yeah. And which does not calm you down. You're cr- I was hysterically yeah. crying. So then they wheel me into this room and everybody scrubs up. And my and my husband, Nick, was not in the room yet because they had to have him clean up and scrub up. Mm. And then they brought me into this room with all these lights and this woman came who was super nice. She was the nicest person I had met thus far. And she was like, I'm going to numb you so that you don't feel any of this. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you tell me when you can't feel certain things. And I told her and and she numbed me to where, because before you could feel people moving you around. Yeah. But you can't feel the, you can feel the contraction, but you could feel the movement. Once she was done, you can't feel anything which is fucked up but when you know yeah. you're about to get cut open yeah yeah you want and it to feel that way or not feel and yeah. your organs are about to be out of your body mm-hmm. like you don't want that right so they did that and i was crying and it's also like the brightest lights on you everything is so bright and you're naked and you're like thinking you're gonna baby's gonna die yeah and i remember nick came in scrubbed up and he sat by me and then there was a curtain so I couldn't see and I always say like I can't believe he didn't look like Mm -hmm. he didn't want to look I would have looked I would have wanted to see but he didn't want to look but so then I couldn't feel it but you can see them like oh yeah see them like this yeah and there's so many of them and they're just uh, yeah and and you and Nick says he remembers the smell of burning they burn your flesh like they cut you open this is fucking gory birth stories y'all gory okay i'm not i'm not taking oh, I, it e- i'm making i'm not face, taking it I easy like- on anyone so you they cut you open and you can feel you can't feel it but you can see them moving your body around in haste to get mm-hmm. the baby out mm-hmm. and uh she, they took her i remember they took her out and she didn't cry and so that's like a nightmare you know you're like oh, the baby died the baby's yeah. dead 
And then they did something. They put something in her mouth and whatever. And then she started crying. And my husband made a noise that like I have never heard anyone make. It was like a guttural cry to Aww. where he really he must have thought we were both gonna die yeah. like i'm getting emotional but he must have thought we were both gonna die because like the noise that he made like yeah he was so emotional and he they gave the baby to him they gave her to him and then they gave her to me and it was just like amazing they i mean she just like was so beautiful but it mm-hmm. was so it was horrible yeah yeah it was horrible uh well in the it was like the worst it was like the worst day of my life and the best day of my life. Right. And I think you I'm, know? I'm glad. <clears throat> I don't want to say I'm glad you're crying because <laughs> I'm. I never cry. You I'm your friend. I, I, I'm I, not saying it that way, but I just think that there's so much reality in yeah. women having a traumatic birth story and they're yeah. needing to be time to heal from that because either it didn't go how they thought it would yeah. or it was the scariest day of their life or. It was the scariest day of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because you go through nine months and you're like, am I going to not have yeah. a baby? Yeah. You know, right. like, am I going to like walk out of here without a baby? Well, and it's so much raw emotion between you and your husband yeah. as well. And I think. God, I hate crying in public. Fuck this. Uh, well, for those who are just listening, they can't see your beautiful tears. True. Um, But there also will be tears in probably the majority of episodes. I'm surprised I'm not crying in my hormonal state right (laughs) now watching you. Um, But there's so many raw emotions between you and your husband. And I think seeing your husband scared is really scary as well. And I'm like thinking about my birth story, which I'll get to in a second. And there was was a moment of looking over and seeing Chase scared. And that like, that's when like shit gets real because for you. you don't they don't ever express that yeah so when they do it you're like you know it's so real like, yeah for nick to cry the way he cried i mean the only other time i've seen him cry like that is when his dad died yeah you know like i've never seen him like that and so it's just like was wild to to feel that and then the uh, like the immense like she's perfect she's okay mm-hmm. she's fine she's breathing she's crying so many emotions she's trying to find my boob yeah you know but like it was so intense and it took me i mean we'll talk about postpartum stuff in in another episode but i would say it took me almost a whole year to be able to even tell the story yeah even tell anyone how i gave birth because i was so like I felt robbed of yeah. my experience. Yeah, I think I felt, that's a good way to describe you know, it. I felt yeah. like why of all the things that could go a di- uh, that that way, why did this go yeah. like this for me? Yeah. Why why didn't I have an experience that I could feel happy about? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's why I get emotional because like it was simultaneously the best and, and worst day of my life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I really, I, I do, I know that there are tons of moms listening that are crying as well because they relate and that's how their experience was. And yeah, I think it's almost tough to explain to women, like you saying it was the worst day of your life. Sounds awful. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was incredibly traumatic and it wasn't yeah. what you expected. You thought that you probably were going to die at one point. You weren't sure if Pharaoh was going to make it. And I didn't fucking care if I would die. Yeah. You know, right. I like, I didn't care. I wanted her to be okay. And I yeah. just kept thinking like, if I die, okay, it's fine. Yeah. But like, if she's like, please let her not be yeah. dead. And it's just so much raw emotion. Yeah. And it's the first time that you 
feel that love that yeah. you have do you didn't know you were capable yeah. of and yeah. you feel that and so feeling that like slip away maybe is like so intense it's terrifying yeah it's absolutely terrifying yeah it really is so I, I'm crazy that women and and then you just think about it gives you this like respect for women like that you've never had mm-hmm. that you just didn't ever understand that women do this crazy fucking thing mm-hmm. and keep life on earth. You know? Yeah, it's bad ass. It's bad ass. <laughs> it's, uh, it's nothing it's, short of it's bad ass. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's wild. You know, and then people, I mean, there's these women, there's women that do it over and over, like C-sections, they do it over, and vaginal birth too, like, in no way, shape, or form do I think that vaginal birth is an easy way out at all. I mean, it is, birth is trauma. Yeah. It can be beautiful, it can be whatever, but it's trauma, no matter what. That's the most intense thing your body can go through. Yeah, and the fact that women just keep doing, they do it over and over, I mean, I'm terrified to do it again. Yeah. Not that I'm I'm not pregnant, but like even the thought of doing it again makes me extremely scared because I don't want to I don't want to go through that again. Yeah, and I think that's so real. I yeah. really do. It's I want the baby, right. <laughs> I want the kid, but I don't want to go through that again. Right. You know, I get why famous people fucking pay other people to have their kids. Yeah. Shout out Kim K. I mean, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's just it really it's the most raw is rawest a word. No, probably not. Okay. It's the most raw. <laughs> oh, no, you would say the rawest, right? Yeah. The, it's the rawest thing. Is that a word? Y'all know, you know I don't know what I'm saying. It. Who knows? But it's the like most raw or the rawest form of emotions that you. Yeah. I mean, it's emotions that you did not know that you. No. Were capable of having Absolutely or had not. in you. And it's all of them at once. So let's hear yours. Sweet fair girl. Enough, enough about me. Uh, my story. So there are actually some similarities in ours that I forgot yeah. about because it's been a while since we've talked about our stories. But, uh, so for me, I, around week, th- I think 35, which is crazy that that's where I am right now. I'm at 34 and a half weeks. Um, we, you're there. I, I know I'm you're there. there. I'm feeling you it look too. amazing, but you're there. Well, thank you. I'm there. Um, we had, you know, at that point you're going every two weeks. Every week. I should know. I think I'm after 35 right you go every week. Yeah. Yeah. So I have my next visit yeah. in two days. And after that it's every, every week. week. <clears throat> and I especially had to do that because E was measuring small really my entire pregnancy. Yeah. But he dropped from the 13th percentile at week 34 to the, oh gosh, I'm not, fifth percentile. A week 35, which if anything, if they're, if they're any number under 10, it's reason for concern, apparently, okay. uh, which is terrifying to hear that your baby's small. Yeah. And my doctor, I have since switched doctors, but my doctor at the time handled it in a way that both Chase and I wish it had not been handled. Obviously, he needed to tell us the concerns, what could have happened, everything, but stillborn was thrown out and crazy yeah just words like that that yeah i mean like oh my god like how do you no. listen to that even no. if it's a one percent and go home thinking okay like we're good yeah no so, you can't sleep right and so 35 weeks he was measuring very small according to numbers and charts and everything and my doctor had mentioned you know if he stays on this track then we'll probably go for induction so i had had what was the like 
theory behind that was that they he well would, and he that's would another thing that chase more and I, out that's another thing that chase and i look back on and we're like we have learned since then yeah. you ask the questions yeah. you cannot ask enough questions but your first time though you're in such you a don't just know. like fog of whatever it takes to get baby here you trust these people right yeah and you don't know looking back like god if i had just asked this or gosh even gotten a second opinion like yeah. chase and i both say now we we really i mean it would have felt crazy to switch doctors at 35 weeks but yeah. you know he ended up being an incredibly healthy perfectly fine yeah. baby yeah and i so, thought about switching doctors that late yeah and then i just was too scared well but. and at that point you're like i am done yeah and, but looking back i wish that we had yeah Anyway, so my plan, really the whole pregnancy had been, you know, it's five laugh saying plan because like you said, like it's, yeah. you don't get to plan your birth. No. You don't get to plan your birth. Um, but what I had wanted to happen was a natural birth. And I had a doula. We had this whole plan written out. It was going to be at a hospital. It wasn't going to be a home birth or anything. But I did want to do it unmedicated. And so knowing that and knowing what I had learned and researched about inductions typically speaking not always an induction usually probably means drugs are going to be involved because Normally, the second yeah. you get pitocin the contractions are, are really so, severe yeah so then you want the epidural <clears throat> excuse me so that already was like oh my gosh we both feel like this isn't what we want but we were both really holding on to the fact that I knew I was healthy and we felt like everything was fine. Yeah. So we kept writing that out and, you know, the next few weeks, he's still measuring small. He's still measuring small. And so fast forward to, I think the beginning of week 39, my doctor said, you know, it's, it's time. We're going to need to get him out because he made it sound like if he stayed in me, there would be potential of him not growing anymore and he would grow more outside of my uterus. Placenta. <laughs> Placenta. Yeah. So... C-section or not C-section induction was scheduled for the day before his due date. So I made it full term and we went in seven o'clock on I think yeah Wednesday and so you were at 40. Yeah. Yeah. 39 and six days. Yeah. Uh, so we went this, the induction was scheduled for 7 PM. So, you know, you get there like whatever time. Yeah. And we, I told y'all about Kathy yeah. Last was that Kath. last episode? Kath. Yeah. Um, she was my nurse that we started with and was with us the whole time. And Chase was wonderful throughout the whole process. And we immediately got there and he said, you know, if there's a room available with a tub in it, she would love to deliver in water. And like was immediately yeah, throwing yeah, yeah. out all these things that we had talked about and discussed. And, you know, we didn't know that you had to reserve those rooms. Yeah. But he was really vouching for me and trying to make this just the best yeah. experience that it could be for me, knowing that induction was not what I wanted yeah. and so we get in the room and you know you, you get the monitor on and you're on the table and you're doing all this and so in order for induction to start you have to have um side attack the, the uh, cervix the ripening thing they put thing. in yeah in, yeah so I started that and I had the shaky reaction like you did and shaky is not the word to describe it vibrating it's earth quake you're vibrating it's er like everything in you is yeah literally sh it's shaking and so that started immediately and uh kathy looked at me and said y'all get comfortable you're gonna be here a long time yeah you know try to get some sleep whatever yeah and about like right 
Yeah. And about, I don't even think it was 30 minutes later. I look over at Chase and I was like, I'm having contractions. And he was like, okay. Like Chase was, Chase is always on my side. He immediately, like there was no thought in his yeah. mind of like, well, Kathy said it would be a while. So there's no way. Yeah. He immediately was like, okay. Yeah. And I was like, no, like we're, I, this is happening. I'm pretty sure. So Kathy comes back in and I tell her that. And I kid you not, she was like, okay. Like for sure didn't believe me. And they're not, they're not quick enough or consistent enough that I'm needing to time yet, but they're definitely happening. And my doula had suggested, cause she knew that I didn't want Pitocin or anything else. Yeah. And so she suggested a Foley bulb, which if I, I wish that I had like a visual of it, it's a bulb that I guess they expand. I don't know how it they works. So I, sh- in- I shouldn't try so to they explain. Stick it in you? They stick it in your uterus. I guess uterus, but that was the most painful. I'm not, I'm not kidding. That was more painful in my opinion than birth. Than birth. Wow. Because I mean, it literally was like he, f- he fisted up inside of. Well, whatever. well, that's another thing that I forgot to mention. I got fisted 50 mm-hmm. times by 50 different people. Mm-hmm. So everyone got a turn. Like everyone's friend got a turn to fist me. Like my husband at the end was like, does anyone want to buy her dinner? Because she's literally <laughs> been fisted by 200 people. I no one told because I guess it's a teaching hospital, St. Oh, Thomas. Oh, or so, you just got that round, or whatever. Or maybe not. Maybe it's not a teaching hospital. I'm looking around. You guys are like, no, no. I I got fisted by no less than 15 different people. And at one point, a doctor was like, "Can she just try to?" Um, I was like, "Fist me too? Sure. Why not? I'm already here. Already happening." Because enough. people were like learning on my vagina. Cool, cool, cool. So that made yeah. the experience even better. Go on. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so fully bulb was entered. It was, I would dare to say the most painful experience I've had in my life. Oof. But in my head, I'm like, okay, this is going to get things rolling. We're good to go. I'm like doing what my doula suggested, whatever. So that's in, it's probably about 830 now and contractions are still happening. We're kind of getting into a rhythm and it's probably about at this point, I don't, I don't know about you, but labor went by really fast for me like an hour was a minute but yeah yeah like truly I would I would be in my zone and I'd look up and an hour and a half has passed I'm like what in the world which I'm not complaining about but so it's about 10 o'clock at this point and uh I'm fully contracting and my nurse runs in and not calmly flips on the lights and says flip her over flip her over and so I'm on all fours just doing what they tell me very similar to what your experience was. I'm just doing what they told me. And, uh, in my head, I'm like, just do whatever they tell you. Just do whatever to keep Eli safe. So I'm on all fours and two other nurses run in. And one of them says, we've got a baby down. We've got a baby down. Call the doctor. So they had lost his heart rate and they proceed to literally fist me. And like, no complaints there. There's yeah, no time care. for like, we don't, we don't need lube. We don't need like just no. put it up there, move his head, do whatever you got to do. So they fist me and I can feel them like trying to find his head to move his, to move his head around. And they do that a little bit longer. And I don't, you know, time is, there's no way of actually yeah. knowing how long it was because yeah. it was such a whirlwind, but they ended up moving it to a point where they could get his heart rate again. So they had me flip over to the other side. Yeah. And when I when they flipped me over to the other side, I was then facing Chase. And that was when, like we had just talked about with you, that was when I was like, because I was trying to be brave and I didn't want you yeah. e to feel my fear in this yeah. process. 
But when I, when they flipped me over on my left side and I made eye contact with Chase, that yeah. was when I was like, oh my God, that was the scariest moment of my yeah, entire life. That's, yeah. And because he just looked, I mean, he, he looked at, they, yeah. everything was gone in his face. Yeah. He was white. When they do the flipping, when they lose the baby, yeah. and they flip you like it is. Well, and you know, look, having had this conversation with Chase since he was like, I thought both of y'all were gone. Yeah. Like I thought this was it. And yep. that's, I could see that in his eyes. And so that was when my strength and my bravery just like plummeted and I just like crashed and burned and started sobbing. And yeah. one of the nurses came up beside me and was like, honey, you gotta be, you gotta breathe. You gotta calm down for your yeah. baby. Your baby needs you to breathe right now. Yeah. And like, obviously that was enough for me to be like, okay, snap out of it. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I calmed myself down. Chase came over and just like smothered me in a hug and we held each other for, I mean, probably 10 minutes and just both cried and come to find out the, my doctor wasn't there at the time cause it wasn't his hours, but what the doctor that was on shift at that yeah. point came in and evaluated. It turns out that my Foley bulb had made me dilate from one centimeter to six, yeah, which put Ian shock, yeah. which is why all of that happened. So he pulled the Foley bulb out and was like, yeah, you're dilated. You're in active yeah. labor now. Things are good. And so uh, is dilated the right word? Yeah. I'm having like a pregnancy brain moment. No, and that no, sounded it wrong. Is. Okay. And so at that point, I know I'm in active labor. We felt fine. The Foley bulb was out and I could tell that my body was doing what it needed to. Yeah. And so I get like in the zone. I like swear I entered an, an alternate universe yeah. when I was laboring and so <clears throat> at this point, I'm on my left side and Kathy comes back in and to tells me to flip over on my right side. And I'm at the point, I'm not speaking at this point. I'm very much in the zone. Yeah. I was not talking to anybody. Contractions are, yeah. And so yeah. I'm just coaching myself through them. And <clears throat> so sorry. I get comfortable on my right side and... For the first time since being there, I could tell that Kathy was actually like, okay, she is like You're doing this. About to have a yeah. yeah. And so she looked at Chase and she said, hey, I know y'all are using a doula. Isn't it time for her to get here? And so Chase was like, yeah, sure. I'll call her. So Molly, my doula, got there about four, a little before 4 a.m. When she gets there, I'm like, Chase is fanning me. I haven't yeah. spoken. Like if he says anything, I'm like, please don't talk. I need to be yeah. in the zone. No music, no nothing. He's giving me water and feeding me and Molly comes in and just immediately starts massaging me and she can pick up on, yep. she's like, oof, we're here, you're close, whatever. So that's probably, I'm about eight centimeters dilated. We keep at this point. And then right when I'm, I guess probably right at 10 centimeters, well, oh, before that, this was, I think I said this in the last episode, Kathy leaned down beside me and goes, so are you sure you want to do this? Like I'd made it that far. And I was like, yep. Yeah. Pretty sure. You're like, I'm doing it, bitch. Yeah. Back up. Get out of here, Kath. Come on, Kath. Oh, Kathy. So she said Damn that. It. I know. Come on, Kath. She said that. You're like, there's a head in my vagina. Like, right. Like, no, it's happening. I've made it this far. We're going to keep going. <laughs> We're going to keep going. So God, uh, Molly is very on track with I am. And at this point, she's telling me like, you're at the end of the football game. Like you're approaching the end zone. Yeah. Like we are there. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing amazing. I remember, 
oh, I do remember the very humbling experience of feeling her wipe my butt. Because <laughs> like, I could I could feel everything, right? And so I feel... Because oh, you didn't have the epidural. I kept thinking I was pooping, but Nick was like, you're not pooping. I kept being like, am I pooping? He's like, no. I'm no, like, Molly. Really? Yeah. Well, because there's I was a like, lot of pressure. Because I could be right now. I was like, I could be pooping. Yeah, and you wouldn't know. No, I knew. Wouldn't know. <laughs> I knew. You know, you're like, here's my I butt. I didn't know because that- of the poop. I knew from the swift wipe that she... Yeah gave my butthole so i did do i did do that confirmed that it does happen yeah and then how can you not poop if you're actually i I never i never pushed oh that's why you did they never had me push i don't know how you don't how can you not how you don't poop if you push i don't know i don't i don't know you have to have no poop inside right well well or it just comes i don't know i i don't know how it's possible either so my water breaks and right after my water breaks, oh, bef- right before that, Molly whispered down at me, if you feel the urge to push, push. Like she was so in sync yeah. with where I was. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And so my water breaks Oof. and Kathy was not in, or no, Kathy said, I think she's getting close. I'll go get a doctor to get everything set up. And so it's just Molly and Chase in the room. They're on my left side. I'm laboring on my right. My water breaks. And as Chase is going, I'm sure Molly told him to like come over on my right side to, you know, do whatever. So as Chase is coming from my left side and rounding the table, he's right here at the end of the table. E's head just goes and just like. (laughs) cannonballs out yeah. like there was no crowning, no crowning yeah. there was no warning he Full just was head. like sup world yeah. and chase goes the baby and molly was like go get a doctor go get a nurse because molly wasn't yeah. she didn't have gloves on. like she couldn't yeah. do it and so chase runs out the room and goes the baby's here the baby's here and i'm i said this last episode but i'm literally just like I'm chill at this point. Like yeah, you're the like, pain's the head gone. Came out. Yeah, like, I like, feel so good. That's all that I knew. I felt, and so I'm just like laying on my right side, like, oh, we did it. We are in euphoria state right now. And so the nurses run in, and they were like, oh my god, oh my god, because I didn't know that his yeah. head was being cut off by my vagina and yeah. was literally turning blue. Yeah. And so one of the nurses comes in, raises up my, or tells me to raise up my left leg. And she said, I need you to push one more time. And I pushed two more times and he was out. So I got to do it how I wanted, which is, I don't ever take for granted. Yeah. Cause that like, that was, was oh, it was still incredibly yeah, traumatic. Still traumatic. But, that sounds really tough. But he, he came out and you know, it takes a second for them to take that first cry, which yeah, is really like, scary. Yeah. And that really messed with chase. And, so he ends up, he's fine. They lay him on my chest and Chase came over. And the first thing he said to me was, I'm so proud of you. And we all just like have our moment and everything. Yeah. And Kathy, Kathy comes in and goes, well, I didn't think you'd do it. <laughs> that was the first thing she said. You're to like, me. thanks queen. No, I don't think I responded to her. Cause yeah. I'm like in like bliss. Yeah. You don't care. Yeah. So that was, that was mine. Chase didn't know um, about afterbirth. Oh, so tell me about afterbirth because I don't know what. Yeah. Do they just take that out with a C-section? They probably. So I guess they yeah, just took probably. it out. They what, push so it they out. push. Yeah. And it comes, like it's the placenta, they right? You birth your placenta. Does it hurt? Um, the pushing probably hurts. 
The pushing on my stomach hurt, but honestly, you're also like, I'm holding E, so I'm in such a like, yeah, like you know they're doing it, but you're yeah. not like, oh, can you be easy down there? Uh, Chase, I forgot to tell Chase about the afterbirth. Oh, so he was like, what in the fuck? Well, so he's over across the room, you know, E's getting weighed and doing all of that. And he says he looks over and he was like, it's the most blood I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And all I can see are your legs laying up in a hole in your body yeah. and there's blood coming out. Yeah. And so he said, he looked over at Molly and was like, is, is she dead? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. She, and, yeah. and Molly was like, it's her placenta. It's fine. Yeah. He's okay. You think about, I mean, you guys think about what men must think during this time. Uh, they must be so fucking like flabbergasted. <laughs> yes. Like blown away by like, I mean, my husband gets like a common cold and it is the end. Yeah, it's called man flu. It's the end. It's called man so flu. So for for like me to be cut open and you to be like laying there with your legs open, like having afterbirth come out, like are you fucking kidding and me? And I tore like, an inch. Too, guys, or not an inch. Oh, not an inch. <laughs> but you tore. I tore one degree, first degree. I mean, I think everyone tears. Most like, people do, yeah. Yeah, how could you not tear? I mean, E also went, so yeah. there was no grace If I there. had, yeah, I mean, I don't, I just think about like how... <laughs> Men better respect. Oh, I think they do. I, I, I know, I know, I know that Nick Chase does. does. Yeah, but it's like, God damn. Those men that are like, that I've read about where it's like, they're not attracted to their wives anymore after having a kid. Yeah, it's like, are you out of your fucking mind? I don't mind? understand how that's possible. Like your wife is a warrior. Mm -hmm. You should bow the fuck down. No matter how she labored. You and no what? matter how she like, delivered. Bow the fuck down. Yeah. She is a warrior. That's sexy as shit. Absolutely. Anybody that anybody that feels like I read I read that Elvis wasn't attracted to Priscilla after she gave birth to Really? I don't know if that's that could be totally false, but that's I read that somewhere. And that blew my mind because I was like, Hey, Priscilla, oh my God, the most beautiful yeah, right. woman alive. But also, she had your kid, like mm -hmm. and I've 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 known men that I've talked to that have had w women have their babies and have been like, after I saw that, ugh, I couldn't do it. And I've just looked at them like, fuck, don't fucking say yeah, that shit to me. Yeah. Like, I'm going to agree with you. Right. You fucking piece no, of shit. No, it's actually the single most incredible thing that I've ever done in my entire life. Yes. Period. And also, you can, once you do it, and this is not to say that I think women have to have kids because I fucking don't. Mm -hmm. You are just as much a woman if you don't have kids. Agreed. And you are just as much of a bad bitch if you don't have kids. Mm -hmm. But once you do, you can do anything. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I think because that nothing's ever going to be so too. hard. Nothing's yeah. ever going to be that hard. Or yeah. that scary. That That's more of what there is. It's such a vulnerable, sacrificial. Oh, Yes. Like I will do because you you touched on this too. Like in that moment of like when E's heart dropped and they lost yeah. him. I I mean, I would have been like, if you needed to decapitate me right now, you go do for it. it. Like do make it. sure he's okay. Yeah. And that is the first time that I experienced that feeling. That kind of because pregnancy, I don't think you fully are able to tap into that. No. But when you are about to meet your kid you're laboring you have all of those emotions going you literally will do whatever it takes to yes. make sure your baby gets there safely and yeah. i think that's the first time of feeling like lay me down and shoot me now like do yeah, whatever do whatever you, you to need do. to do i don't like i they really could have done anything to mm -hmm. get her out safely and i would have been like yes of course yeah. i'll oh, do it do it yeah do it. don't ask do it but it you you yeah you just you 
that's what happens. You yeah, tap the, into that the and it's the most badass thing you can ever do. Yeah. Fuck. Birth Fuck. stories. I'm about to have another birth story I too. I know. Oh my can God. Should we it? cheers? Let's cheers. To the one that made us a mama. Sweet baby. Sweet babies. Rock, rock, rock me mama. <laughs> <laughs>